Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and check us out on Instagram, instagram.com slash greatdetectives. If you are enjoying this podcast, please follow us using your favorite podcast software. Today's episode of File Vance is provided by radioarchives.com. Radio Archives is a seller of high-quality old-time radio collections, pulp reprints, and well-acted pulp audiobooks. And they'd like to give you a chance to sample all three types of products. If you send an email to detectives at Radio Archives, you'll get one free old-time radio collection, one free pulp uh, book reprint, and one free pulp audiobook. In addition, they have been collecting and preserving old-time radio transcription discs for decades, and they are they are releasing raw transfers from these discs as part of a subscription service where they are sending out 600 files per month. And you can sample the first batch for $59.98. And the entirety of your purchase price goes to support the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio by going to transfers.greatdetectives.net. And if you like what you hear, you can subscribe for $60 per month, half off the regular price as a listener to the program. Just go to transfers.greatdetectives.net. Well, now, it is time for this week's episode of Philo Vance. The original air date, September the 27th, 1949, and this one is The Shoeless Murder Case. Here they come, Vance. Aren't they beautiful? You have a splendid eye for a beautiful woman, Mr. Jordan. Each of the girls is lovelier than the other. They make quite a picture walking around your pool. Well, are you glad you took time off from private investigating to come down to my country place? I most certainly am, and I'm very grateful for the invitation. Although I'm hardly qualified to be a beauty contest judge. Why not? You're a man, you've got eyes. And to be perfectly frank about it, it doesn't matter who wins. I beg your pardon? I arranged this contest for a group of guests as a sort of publicity campaign for the line of shoes I manufacture. Oh, I see. Each of the girls, as you can see, is wearing a bathing suit. And each of the bathing suits is different. But the shoes are all the same. My latest model. What do you think? Well, as you said, Mr. Jordan, I'm a man and I have eyes. Isn't it asking a little too much to think I'd have looked at shoes? You will. And so will everybody when the winner's picture appears in the papers. And no matter who wins, she'll be wearing my shoes. Very clever. I'm uh, not exactly experienced at being a judge, Mr. Jordan. Uh, what am I supposed to do now? You're supposed to select the one that looks most attractive. And whoever that is wins my $10,000 prize. Which one of the five do you think should be the winner? Well, now, that requires some... Five, did you say? There are only four girls. Oh, it can't be. There must be five. 
The four girls you have are really enough. What is it? We'd better go see. Come on, Mr. Jordan. What's happened here? Let me through, please. If you don't mind, excuse me. What's with you yelled? What is this? This is the way I found her, Jordan. Lying here behind the bushes. I, I think she's dead. Vince? Oh. Yes, she's dead, all right. Nylon stockings have been twisted around her neck. Who was she? One of the models in the contest. I don't know her name. I'll have to find out. Oh, this is terrible. Why should anyone... I don't know, Mr. Jordan, and I imagine you were going to say why should anyone murder such a lovely young lady. That's very important, of course, but there's something else important. Look closely. Do you see something missing? Her shoes. She's not wearing her shoes. That's right. So we have two questions, Mr. Jordan. Why should somebody kill a lovely young lady and then steal her shoes? Glad you came to see me, Vance. You realize that this is one of the few times we've really gotten a jump on a case. You were present at the time of the murder. Half of what you say is true, Markham. I was there. But the murder is still completely baffling to me. Why would anyone kill a lovely young lady and steal her shoes? Vance, I've been district attorney in this city for many years, and I've never heard anything even close to so ridiculous a situation as this. I don't believe... Oh, just a second, Vance. Right. Yes? Markham, this is Bennett, homicide. Yes, Bennett. We got another one. Another one what? Another dead one. What? A young gal named was Sally Morris. One of them bathing beauties who was at the contest this afternoon. Go on. This one was shot in her home and somebody stole her shoes. What? Somebody stole her shoes. Now, what's going on in this town, D.A.? I don't know, Bennett, but thanks for calling. Bye. Well, Vance? I know, Markham. I couldn't help overhearing. A second girl has been murdered and her shoes stolen. Yes. But why? Why the shoes? If we could only find the reason for that. No question, but that that's the motivation behind the killings. What do you think? Hello, D.A. Oh. Hi, Vance. Sergeant Heath, come in, come in. Rather busy in your homicide department, isn't it, Heath? Yeah. Well, I guess you heard. Another girl got it. Yes, Bennett and Homicide just phoned me. Bennett? And he just phoned you? What are you talking about, D.A.? A girl named Sally Morse who was found shot with her shoes missing. The second of the shoeless murders. Second? Well, that's the third. Third? What? I came up to tell you, D.A., I didn't know anything about this Morse gal. That must have happened while I was on the way here. But about two hours ago, one of the models named Betty Blake got it with a bullet. Now, what about her shoes? Missing. This is a fine case. No shoes, no clues. If I were you, Markham, I'd get in touch with the remaining girls who were in that contest and offer them police protection. I'll do that at once, of course. Where are you going, Vance? Back to see Mr. Jordan, at whose home the first murder took place. Taking into consideration the scene of the crime, perhaps we can pool our information. Come on in, Walter. Walter's fine. No, thanks. I'll just stay here on the edge of the pool. Stay in as long as you like, though, Edith. No, no, Fuddle. Step back. I'm coming up. Walter's wonderful. What's the use of owning a swimming pool if you don't go in? What's on your mind? Designed for some new shoe model you're dreaming up? Oh, you know better than that. What happened here this morning? What are you worried about? Police don't think you murdered the girl we found here. But I know what I think, Walter, darling. What's that? That none of the gals who were in that contest is safe. And that includes me. 
In fact, the district attorney called me before I came here, wanted to give me a couple of cops for protection. You should have accepted, Edith. It's a murdering maniac is trying to kill all of the girls who were here today. But why? And why steal their shoes? Don't ask me. I don't know. Now, I know a possible reason for the first girl being killed. You mean Inez? You know I mean Inez. And you know what I mean when I say I know a reason for her death. Walter, I think... Mr. Jordan. Oh. oh, Vance. Glad to see you. Come on over. Thank you. Uh, you know Miss Crame, don't you? She was one of the models this morning. How do you do? Hi. Well, meet for a plunge in the pool. I'll see you two in a little while. Jordan, you said Miss Graham here was in the contest? Yes, don't you remember? Vaguely. So much happened then and since that I'm not particularly Help! positive. Help me! My leg! Help! Grace, I can't swim. I can. I'm coming, Miss Graham. Here we are. Now, just relax, Miss Graham. I'll have you to the edge of the pool in no time. Over here, Vance. Bring her over here. I'll give you a hand. I'll have her there very soon. Here we are. Reach down, George. I've got her. Flip. I'll help you. Good. Just let her lie there at the edge of the pool. I'm coming out. I can't understand what happened to her. She was all right before you got here. She'll be all right again very shortly. As soon as she gets her breath back. She didn't swallow much water. Turn her over so that she's lying on her face. Yes, I know a little about artificial respiration. Well, use what you know. I'm going in to call a doctor. I uh, use the phone up in the bathhouse. It's the nearest one. Right, I'll be back in a few moments. Good enough. Oh, I'd better. You can stop all that foolishness, Walter. But... Nothing wrong with me. Edith. It's all right. I had something to say to you, and I wanted to say it without Vance being here. He'll be gone for a few minutes, so listen. I know why Inez was killed here this afternoon. You do? Now, don't get corny. I said I did, didn't I? It's going to cost you $10,000 to keep my mouth shut. Oh, that's the way it is, eh? That's it. $10,000 as a first installment. One word of warning, Edith. You know what happened to the last person that was blackmailing me? Inez? Yes. That's what I'm talking about. She got killed. How about the other two? Were they blackmailing you, too? And why did you take their shoes? You seem to know so very much, Edith. Why don't you figure that out, too? Edie. Edie, baby, what's the matter? You sore at me? No, Joey, I'm not sore at you. Only if you're going to stay here in my apartment, be quiet. I gotta think. I wish I could help you. Only thinking's the one thing I ain't very good at. Now, if you want something heisted, a diamond, maybe. Oh, Joe. Well, I could do it for you. Hey, how about it, Edie? A diamond? A big diamond? Joey, lay off. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to take your mind off them killings. Hey, you don't think you're on a list just because you were one of them models, do you? Maybe. Our friend Mr. Jordan's a pretty resourceful character. Oh, yeah, I'll resourceful him. I'll knock him halfway. I had a little talk with him last night, a talk interrupted by Philo Vance. Philo Vance, yeah. huh? Well, I'll knock him halfway to the same place if he gets in the way. That might be quite a chore you picked for yourself, Joey. Maybe. You know something, honey? What? With them three gals out of the way, you'd be a cinch to win that contest if they was to continue it. What does that mean? Means if somebody liked you very much, like me, they might want to make sure you were the number one gal in that contest. Joey, you didn't... No, of course you didn't. Unless you figured I'd give you part of that prize money. But what would you do with those missing shoes? Why would you want them? I could have a reason. Joey, did you kill those three girls? 
Did you? I ain't saying. I love you, sure. Only I don't trust you. Not that much anyhow, Edie. Darling... What's the matter, lady? Quick, start your cab. Start it quick and get out of here. Yes, ma'am. Hey, what's the trouble? It's all right. She's safe. Relax now. What's this all about? I'm Doris Morgan. I'm one of the girls who was in that bathing beauty contest yesterday. And just now I was walking through the park and somebody tried to kill me. I ran away and I found you. Thank goodness I found you. Waste time of my life a gal was ever glad to see me. Uh, Where to, lady? Take me home. We're more apartments. Only I want to make a stop first. Right, lady. And I know where you want to stop. Police headquarters. Excuse me just a moment, will you, Vance, while I read this report Sergeant Heath gave me? Go right ahead, Markham. Well, Heath, what progress has the department made in tracking down our murderer? Progress, progress. What kind of progress can we make? What kind of a guy kills beautiful girls and then steals their shoes? How do we find a guy like that? I wish I knew. I have a plan. Excuse but... me for interrupting, Vance. This report is complete enough, Heath. Good. At least something around here is complete. Vance, Sergeant Heath's given me the story of Doris Morgan, the model who claimed someone tried to kill her in the park last night. She ran, got into a cab, and came right down to headquarters. Any description of the man who tried to kill her? No, no. She was so terrified, she just ran. Anyhow, she got away. That's good news. It's better than you think, Markham. I figure that, Vance. Well, Sergeant, if the killer, assuming naturally that it's the same person who's doing all the killings, if the killer tried again last night, apparently he doesn't have what he's killing for as yet. And what is that? The shoes? Hey, I get it. The right pair of shoes he wants. There's a reason for him trying to find just one pair of shoes, only he doesn't know which pair. Right, Vance? Probably. You see, Markham, all the girls in the contest the other day wore different bathing suits, but all wore the same model shoes, the identical models. However, there should be something about one particular pair that's different. Different enough for somebody to kill to get it. Yeah, but there isn't. We got the shoes from the two models who are still alive, and we ripped them apart, only we didn't find a thing. Vance knows that. Yes, it makes this case more puzzling, but it did give me an idea. Well, before you tell us about that, Vance... Have you ever had any contact with one of the models who was at Jordan's, a girl named Edith Graham? I practically saved her life, or at least that's what she wanted me to believe when she pretended she was drowning in Jordan's pool yesterday. Why? Why? I'll tell you why. This Graham dame's got a boyfriend named Joey Silo, and he's a very tough character. I'm thinking maybe he ought to be picked up, even though I got nothing on him. Working on the theory that he'd kill all the other contestants so that his girl would win the contest? Is that it, Heath? Well, it could be. There was a lot of cash going to the gal who won that contest. Maybe his girl promised him a piece of it. What about the missing shoes, Heath? Oh, how should I know? Well, gentlemen, if you'll excuse me, I have two letters to write. Letters, Vance? I was under the impression that this case was dominating your activities at the moment. Oh, it is, Markham, definitely. And the letters are very pertinent to this case, believe me. In fact, if I were you, I'd hope I got an answer to one of the letters. Well, who do you think is going to write that answer, Vance? Who? <laughs> Why, the murderer, of course. <laughs> This is District Attorney Markham. The shoeless murder case involved the killing of three girl models, all of whom had participated in a contest at the home of Walter Jordan, shoe manufacturer. First to die was a girl named Inez Stone, killed while the contest was going on. 
Later, two other models were murdered, and their shoes stolen, a factor which we can't understand. We do know that one of the models still alive, Edith Graham, has a boyfriend who has a record. And Vance has an idea he can entice the killer into the open with two letters he wrote. But that's all. Whom the letters were to go to, or what was in them, we don't know. Morning, Edie. Hi. Just come by to take you to breakfast. Well, that was nice of you, Joey. Sit down. Oh, thanks. Be ready in a minute. Okay. Bring your man up with me. Just one letter. Yeah. Thanks, Joe. Wonder who this can be from. Joey, listen to this. Listen to what, Edie? This letter. Here's all it says. Miss Edith Graham, I got what you want. Meet me tonight, 10th and Culver Streets, midnight. And it's signed Shoes. Uh-oh. What does it mean, Joey? What do you think it means? <laughs> I know, honey. And I'm stupid. Only not stupid enough to think that you don't know what it means, too. That's all the mail this morning, Mr. Jordan. All right. Uh, except one letter marked personal. Do you want me to open it? Please do. Marked personal. Yes. Well, it can't be anything my assistant shouldn't know about. Go ahead, open it and read it. Yes, sir. It says, uh, Mr. Jordan. What is it? Uh, you'd better read this yourself. Well, let me have it. Mr. Walter Jordan, I got what you want. Meet me tonight, 10th and Culver Street, midnight. Signed shoes. Doesn't make sense to me, Mr. Jordan. Does it to you? Yes, I'm afraid it does. Very good sense. <laughs> Ten minutes after midnight, Vance, our murderer hasn't shown up. Ten past midnight, tenth and Culver, you and I, Markham, but no murderer. Yes. I've got something to confess to you. What's that? Either I'm not as clever as you've always insisted, or our shoeless killer is a very smart individual. Because he didn't fall for this plan? Well... Why did you think he would? He had to, Markham. Don't you see? He was killing to get a certain pair of shoes, a pair of which was worn by one of the girls in that bathing contest. But he didn't know which girl wore them. He tried to kill one of the remaining models the night before last... That means he hadn't gotten what he wanted up until now. Hmm. Logical enough. I offered to give it to him in a letter. He should have risen to the bait unless... unless our suspect list isn't complete. I'm pretty sure that if we could find the reason for those shoes being missing from the victim's feet, we'd have our murderer. It seems as if that's right, doesn't it? Yes. Well, it may or may not be so. But one thing I know is definite. I know where I'm going. On this case? I wish I did know that. No, Markham, my next move may possibly be wasted, but I'm going back to the Jordan home for a look at some of Walter Jordan's personal records. You think he'll show them to you? Or do you want me to do it legally for you? I'd rather you didn't, Markham. Thanks just the same. I'd rather Jordan didn't know I was doing it either. I want to look at his records off the record. <laughs> Stand right where you are, whoever you are. Turn toward me with your hands up. Do as I say now, before I shoot. Mr. George. Do as I say. Caught you in my library. I could shoot without giving you this break. Turn toward me, I said. Why, Vance. Hello, Mr. Jordan. I must apologize for this. Well, I certainly think you ought to, Vance. Oh, I didn't mean to you. I meant to myself for getting caught. Rather bungling of me. Then I've never done anything quite like this before. Quite like what? Like looking through a man's personal papers and uh, checkbooks. I'm rather glad I did, though. I've uncovered a lot of interesting information. I'll tell you what you found. You found canceled checks made out by me to an S. Stone. 
Correct. Yes, and Inez Stone was murdered in this estate of yours, the first of the shoeless murders. She was blackmailing me. I admit it. And I admit I paid her. In view of the evidence here, you couldn't do anything else but admit it. Do you also admit you killed her? No. I'm glad you said that. It makes this case even more interesting. There's a stub in your checkbook here I'd like to know about. It's one dated yesterday and indicates a check made out to Edith Graham. $10,000. What was that for? She knew Inez was blackmailing me and threatened to tell the police. How did she know? I can't figure that at all. I can understand her not saying anything to the police. It would destroy her chances of continuing to blackmail you. Very interesting, Mr. Jordan. I have an idea I'll be seeing you again after I see Miss Graham. I don't know why I did it, Mr. Markham. I just don't know why. Easy now. I know it was wrong, but I couldn't help it. I think I understand, Miss Graham. And I'm glad you came to me. How much money did you get from Mr. Jordan? Just one check for $10,000. I cashed the check, but I'll return the money. I'm sure we can straighten this out, and I'm very glad you came to me. So Jordan was being blackmailed by Inez Stone, the first of the girls to die. Yes, he was, and after she was killed, I thought I could do the same thing. I'm happy you changed your mind. You know, Vance has you on his list of suspects. This might do quite a bit to change his mind. Perhaps, Markham. Oh, Vance. Hello, Vance. Miss Graham. Mind if I intrude, Markham? You're not intruding, Vance. Miss Graham was just reporting something very interesting to me. She was telling you that Inez Stone was blackmailing Jordan and that after Miss Stone's death, she took over. That's right. How did you know? Markham, I left Walter Jordan about an hour ago. At that time, I found out about Miss Stone and Miss Graham here. But she didn't know that. She came down to my office to tell me what she'd been doing without knowing you already knew, Vance. That's fine, but incorrect. As soon as I left Walter Jordan, he called Miss Graham. Called to tell her her blackmailing was over, that I knew. Uh -huh. I overheard him calling the number. And her being here now indicates the conversation. Miss Graham knew I'd be after her to admit she was blackmailing Jordan, so she beat me to it and came to you, thereby eliminating suspicion from herself, she thought. That's all very cute and clever, Vance. But now what? Now I want you to tell me how you knew Inez Stone was blackmailing Jordan. Vance, please, I'm sorry, but how can that be important? Why should it have resulted in the deaths of two other models? The answer to the question I asked, Markham, will tell you what you want to know. Miss Graham, how did you know Inez Stone was blackmailing Jordan? I overheard her fighting with him. It all came out while they were arguing. Where were they and you at the time? I was putting on my bathing suit. The pool bathhouse has a roof, but there's an opening between the floor and the walls. An opening about two feet high running right around the bathhouse. And so you could hear what was going on outside. That's right. I see. That's all, Miss Graham, except for one thing. I'll want you down to that bathhouse tomorrow morning and bring your friend Joey with you. Oh, you know about him, huh? Of course we do. We'll expect you and him there tomorrow morning, Miss Graham. Okay. Can I go now? Vance? Yes, but you're entitled to know this. Mr. Jordan will be invited to his own bathhouse tomorrow morning, too. And Markham and I will be there. Planning a party, hmm? Ending a party, Miss Graham. It's high time our killer stopped having a good time out of making fools out of us. Markham, can you hear me? Yes, Vance. Good. You have Joey and Mr. Jordan in the bathhouse with you? That's right. Very well. You are now in the position that Miss Graham says she was in when she heard Jordan and Inez Stone arguing. Can you hear this very plainly? Listen. Go ahead, Miss Graham. Say the words you overheard. Okay. Don't give me that, Walter. You'll keep paying till you're blue in the face. And incidentally, I'm winning this contest today. Don't forget it. You're paying, and I'm winning, or I talk. And then here Jordan tried to get her to quiet down, but she wasn't having any, and she said, Don't shush me, Walter Jordan. 
Suppose everybody knew how you took over your shoe business by swindling the man who owned it. How long do you think you'd be such a big man? Well, how long? That's about all, Vance. Hear all that, Markham? Very distinctly. Apparently, she's telling the truth, Vance. Yes. Uh, come out here, will you, Markham? All right. Miss Graham, who was in the dressing room with you when you heard all this? Nobody. I came in early. That's why Inez and Jordan talked out here. They didn't know I was inside. I see. And Inez Stone was killed in almost this same spot a few hours later. I suppose that's right. Where were you at the time? I don't know where I was when she was killed. You don't trick me, Vance. Well, Vance, what's up? Markham, look down at the opening in the bathhouse. The bathhouse wall. It doesn't extend all the way to the floor. What do you see? See? Yes. I see a pair of legs belonging to Mr. Jordan and another belonging to Joey. Why shouldn't I see them? They're both in the bathhouse. That's right. And now, if you will, you can make your arrest. You mean you know the murderer? Why the three girls were killed and why the shoes were missing? Yes, I'll tell you all about that later. But right now, you can arrest Edith Graham for murder. It certainly looks good. Nice of Mr. Jordan to let me use his pool. Yes, he was. And it'd be very nice of you, Vance, if you brought me up to date on the shoeless murders. Well, you want to know first why they were shoeless. Is that right, Markham? I want to know why the shoes were removed from the dead bodies, yes. That was the most confusing part of this case, and it still is. It was intended to be confusing, Markham. In fact, that was the only reason the shoes were taken. I beg your pardon? The murderer, who we know now as Edith Graham, knew that we would try to find some link between the missing shoes and her. There was no link, of course, but she was trying to lead us up a blind alley. Well, she most certainly succeeded. In other words, the shoes were taken merely to throw us off. She was sure we'd concentrate on them, and we did. Yes. Huh, very clever idea. Now, tell me this. Why were the three girls murdered? The answer is simple. When Edith Graham murdered Inez Stone, out where she had heard Stone and Jordan arguing, she looked down and saw a pair of girls' legs in the bathhouse. She immediately assumed that whoever owned those legs had heard Miss Stone's death struggle. And probably had heard Miss Stone mention her, Miss Graham's name. Go ahead. Well, by the time she'd killed Miss Stone and made her way into the bathhouse, whoever it was in the bathhouse had disappeared. All Miss Graham knew was that one of the girls was a possible witness to the murder, a murder she committed to enable her to blackmail Walter Jordan. She had to get rid of that possible witness. In order to do that, she had to kill three more girls. That's right. She had no idea which one of the three other girls in the contest was a possible witness to what she'd done. And there was no way to find out. Right. Listen to this, Vance. Originally, there were five girls. Miss Stone was killed. That left four. Two of the other girls were murdered. That left two, Doris Morgan and Edith Graham. The killer tried to get Miss Morgan in the park, but she escaped. That left only one girl who could have done the killings, Miss Graham. You're right again, Markham. Mm. Now we know how and why and that she killed the others. Now we have her confession. We know one other thing, too, Vance. We know this is the end of the shoeless murder case.
Welcome back. Well, an interesting episode where it turned out the key clue was a red herring. And they definitely did have me fooled, so I will give them credit on that. Though I will admit confusion on one thing. If stealing the shoes was a way to just distract them uh, so that she could, you know, create this... Uh, string of murderers by taking the shoes, did she go back to where she had killed the first victim and then took her shoes? And what did she do with the shoes? It wasn't like she had somewhere that she could have hid them on her. But I guess those are not questions that would occur to Markham, who fell for one of the most audacious uh, lines in the series, uh, when uh, Miss Graham came and confessed to the blackmail and said she didn't know why she had done it. And it's obvious why she had done it. For $10,000. And Markham being Markham is like, oh, they're there. We'll, we'll see what we can do. And of course, the episode ends with Follow Vance in a bathing suit. And I don't think this is something that we have heard as much in later episodes of Philo Vance, but they did try to mix up a bit how the reasoning for the case was explained to the audience. There was one, you know, several months back where they had newspaper men uh, recounting it, and another where they were watching television and Vance came on and talked about it. Uh, so that's one of those little touches that I think does make Follow Vance stand out a bit. Now it is time to thank our Patreon supporter of the day. Thank you to Maggie, Patreon supporter since January 2018. Currently supporting the program at the Shamus level of $4 or more per month. Thank you so much for your support, Maggie. And that will actually do it for today. If you are enjoying this podcast, I encourage you to follow us using your favorite podcast software. And please be sure to rate and review us wherever you're downloading us from. We'll be back next Thursday with another episode of Philo Vance, but join us back here tomorrow for... The conclusion of yours truly, Johnny Dollar, where... As it turned out, it was just a youngster who wanted to see one of the new G-strings. A youngster? <laughs> oh, I see you're joking. But now, let me take this magnificent instrument, readjust the sound post and bridge so that... No, it... no, wait, Mr. Snowden. Eh? Uh, it's later than I thought. There are some things I must do immediately. Suppose I come back here later. Very well. Meantime, I shall make the adjustments on the Amati to restore its No, tone. no, I've got to take it with me. But I don't understand... There are a few things in this case I don't understand right this minute, but uh, I hope to before very long. Uh, Mr. Dolly, you talk in riddles. Why don't you leave the violin? No, thanks. Me? I'll see you later. Uh, but, but please be careful with it. If anything should happen to that priceless... Don't worry. Nothing will happen to it. I found that I'd almost spoken too soon, for I pounded down the stairs, across the floor of the store, and out of the door. Without the caution, the book says one should exercise when leaving a suspect in a case. I'd no sooner got out on the street... It was a flower pot big enough to have killed a horse in its fall from the upper story window ledge. Oh, no. Good heavens, wait, Mr. Dollar. I hope you'll be with us then. In the meantime, do send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. 
Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and check us out on Instagram, instagram.com slash greatdetectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.